This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. I am so excited, KSLR listeners and our podcast listeners, to introduce you to part two of our interview with Abby Grimaldi. I hope you heard part one. She's phenomenal. God is doing so many great things, not only in her music, but just in her life and in her faith. If you missed the first part, go back and hear it. But right now in part two, you're going to be inspired and encouraged by Abby Grimaldi. So thanks for joining me here on Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Here's Abby. Tell Rockwell tell our audience. Come on. What night was that? That was... It was against, okay, I released a single April 2nd. Would have been nine days. March. Okay, it was, it was late March, right? It was like two weeks Yeah. So, um, he... Four yeah, goals. He the fastest yeah. Patrick in Pred history. Three goals, on, yeah. Um, yeah, on the first period. And it was just insane. Yeah. What's fun is that I was sitting on the end where he scored all three of those no goals. No way. We're on the end where they scored first and third period. He was like Brian Brian Neal. He was so special. And I like to pride myself on being this hybrid personality of like, I'm like a hockey wife, but I give off major like proud hockey mom vibes because (laughs) I take a video of like any golden guest. And a piece of me does it to honor his parents and just anyone in our family that would want it because I really, I have a great reverence for the fact that I get to be the one that's like up and close for his entire pro career. Like I don't miss a minute of any game. And this is why I was kind of telling his parents that on the phone after the game. I was like, I want you to know that, like, this is why I don't miss a minute. I was like, I'm really grateful that I can see moments like this, and I know you guys wish that you could, and so, like, you know, this is me honoring, you know, how special this is. That's but, cool. yeah, so he scored those three goals. Oh, my It was gosh. absolutely crazy, and he scored so early in the game that, honestly, my thought was, like, later on, there was a good scoring chance for the other team. I was like, oh, no, like, I hope he wouldn't get, like, a minus, because then I was like, maybe that would kind of dampen the fun of it or whatever. Yeah. But honestly, the way he was buzzing and their their line, there was some nice passing too from his line. I was thinking that um, he was going to get like seven goals. <laughs> it was crazy. That's what we were all thinking. But okay, so third period, yeah. he scored again. This time it was also on my end. I got to see all of them up close. Yeah. And I was just beside myself. It was so crazy. Was that and the, then he came home. Yeah, was that and the I breakaway? Had the whole song ready to go. Oh, go ahead. What'd you huh? say? I, mean, I was just, I, I was in my head. I was like replaying the goals. I was trying to oh. remember if that was the breakaway goal or if I'm getting that confused. Um, maybe. Okay. All right. Sorry, Rocco. I'll have to go through them again. But yeah, so I, they play this I Like It, I Love It song when the Preds score. <sighs> yeah. And so I had that ready to go on my computer when he came to the door. It took forever because uh, he probably had a lot of media and stuff. Right. But it was so fun. And then we FaceTimed each of our parents on each of our phones. We were all hanging out together. For like oh my an hour gosh. and a half. Oh my gosh. It was just it was really fun. Oh my gosh. Wow. Holy oh my goodness. Holy cannoli. That was just uh just incredible. Yeah. Four goals. Um and two of those goals. I know his line played great. I mean, which that is that is huge in hockey. But I feel like two of the yeah. four goals um he also really like created <laughs> And made happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the was, one from behind the net and yeah. then the breakaway for sure. Yeah. So what an incredible, incredible achievement. Um, talk to us what you can just about, yeah, you know, I mean, you score four goals. But in any sports-related 
um, career that you're a pro, it's so different and it's so weird because it's what have you done for me lately and what have you – I know he had endured um, you know, a 15-game uh, pointless streak, I think something like that where you, know, you can get down and because your life, your profession is in front of everybody, man, that has to be just take such inner fortitude to handle the stresses of – uh, your own just insecurities or doubts or, hey, I'm supposed to score. Or I'm supposed to get assist or whatever. Um, so just talk to us a little bit about wh- how how you and Rocco do endure those weird up up and downs of professional sports life. It's funny because I feel like we both perceive it. We have the same feelings about it, but differently. Okay. I I think I, I take things harder than he does actually yeah maybe it's because i'm protective of him and just because of the past of what we've had with ups and downs yeah um i feel like my brain instinctively can go really fight or flight really fast in certain situations that's something i work on but um (laughs) i think for him he's well you know his personality yeah he's like a tank like he's so mentally strong right that i know i know things do affect him sometimes but so like in general the way that he mentally and emotionally navigates the season is truly spectacular. It is. <laughs> like it really, it, it really is. blows me away. I think it's just amazing. Yeah. The fact that he never quit in his mind when he was like, well, I mean, let's put it this way. Do you remember that season in San Antonio where their team was in the very last place, but he still got 31 goals? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That, that to me was like really, really amazing because when he was on the ice, even if they were always losing, like he didn't give up. And right. He found the mental strength to keep going oh, yeah. and get something because it would have been a really easy year for him to check out mentally right. and be like, "Well, this is the this is a bad season. I'm just going to sit in this place and you know maybe get some points here and there." But and I mean, of course, I think a lot of this was the hand of God too because like scoring that many goals with a team that was really struggling that year, right. that to me was like kind of supernatural. But in the same hand, it was just like you know he just kept going and yeah. so. I've watched him do this from the passenger seat. This is our fifth season married now. Yeah. And I would barely see him the first two years he was pro. But, I mean, I have known him since we were 18, 19, so I've been doing this a long time. Right. And it's just, there's so much to it. Like, there's different pressures and, right. and challenges. And then I think there's also this this little voice within each of us in yeah. whatever our pressured career is that's, mm-hmm. like, you know, challenging you all the time, saying, like, you're not, doing this well enough or right. you know, being hard on ourselves. You know me and Rocco. We're both very driven. Sure. Super high expectations. And so and he's, he's not really a words of affirmation person. So it's like if I tell him, and like let's say it was a game where they lost and he's bombed or something, I'll think of like three specific things that he did really well. And I know you do this too because you <laughs> right. know the game well. Sometimes I feel like he's hard to encourage. But like, it was, you know, he's just bummed after a game. But yeah, just the fortitude that it takes yeah. to you know, get back on the horse for 82 games a season this year at 56 it's pretty amazing and yeah but what's funny is that i think i handle it more emotionally than he does so like i mean i don't think he really cries about his career right but i sure do right sure like yeah if I, if I could count the amount of times that i've cried over a sport sometimes i'll this year's you know it's been it's been so much better the past few years it's been really a blessing to be in nashville but right in the past i remember going to games and just feeling so stressed the entire game and I'd look out, and everyone else is there just hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. Like, it's like the equivalent to, like, going to a movie for them or, like, going to an amusement park. Like, you know, they're with their, with their you know, right. mom or their kids or, you know, like, their boyfriend or whatever. And I'm, like, looking out, and, like, 
they're having so much fun. Like, they don't care if the other team scores and they're right. going to go get some popcorn. They're right. having fun. And I was like, I miss the days where hockey was like that. Yeah. It's, just, it's not like that when you're a wife. Right. But, I mean, you do have seasons where it's, of course, more fun and it doesn't matter as much about specific stats because, like, let's say the team is doing really well and everyone is kind of, like, yeah, sure, you're going to have nights that you lose. But, in general, you get, like, a good groove. And, like, right now, the team's won so many games lately. And so that's been really, you know, awesome. And just, just you can just kind of sit back and, like, enjoy the game and enjoy right. the team. Like, yeah, we're doing it. But, yeah, I don't know. Those are things that keep me humble. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. It's just the, the highs and lows of hockey and just always having to remind myself, like, you're strong. Right. You're good. Like, right. You well, know, just always reminding yourself of things to be grateful for. And, yeah, yeah. there's just there's just a lot to it. Maybe someday I'll write a book about from a wife's perspective. That would be really interesting. <laughs> I feel like I'm still, it's a work in progress. I feel like I'm still learning things I would need to learn. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I love that humility and understanding of I've got a lot to learn. That's so great. Dang it. Man, it's good. It's good what you guys are doing. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, um, let's let's talk a little bit about the rest of the music coming because you've been working. This is not like just like you have one song and it's yep. awesome, and I mean, I just want to dance, and I can't dance. Um, but talk to us about the rest of the project and what we can expect, um, and what you're excited about. Well, so Faith Funk is out. Yeah, currently just prom- promoting that as much as I can. Yeah, and we have another single which I will leave unnamed, but oh. it is similar to Faith Funk. I think it's even cooler than Faith Funk. You think it's cooler? Oh, Perry, what does Perry say? Why? What, what does he say? Way to go, Perry. He just he just loves this song. He thinks this song is going to be like the next, uh, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's, he loves it. He uh, was like, Abby, can I send it to your Uncle Greg? <laughs> like, he's so excited about it. And I try and keep the songs a little bit under wraps. Yeah. But I do play them for relatives if we're together. So, like, if I'm in my grandma's house, I'm playing the songs for her. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, this this oh. second single is pretty sick. It's still in mixing right now, so okay. it's like 90% done. Yeah. But it's coming quickly. I've okay. got all my promotional materials ready for everything that's to come. And then wow. I was going to say I'll be back in the studio in April, but it's already April. So I will be back in the studio this month. This is also my birthday month. Blessings for April. April's hey. my time to shine. I love April. That's why it was also really special, by the way, releasing Space Funk on April 2nd. is like, I feel like it's my time. Spring spring is yeah. like my, I feel like it suits my personality. I'm like, this is my season. So I've got some more songs. All right, hold on I will now. leave the number of them mysterious. But you what? What'd you say? I'll leave the number of songs that I'm recording mysterious. Okay. But we're right. recording more. I've got another upbeat one that'll be releasing next, and then I have some inspiring slash heartfelt ones that oh we're recording gosh. this month. And I just had a really great session with my. I've been working with this new voice coach recently, yeah. and so we basically mapped out a lot of things that I'm going to do in the studio for recording the next one, which is this really inspiring ballad. That's so cool. And I'll give you the I'll give you yeah. the title of that one. It's called uh, Miracle in Me. I performed it a couple times on my Facebook Live, but. Yeah, it almost makes me cry any time I play it. I get goosebumps just because it's really mm. an emotional song. I wrote it about how sometimes we don't... You, I wrote it about being in a hard time. So like, I kind of like transitioned myself back to 2018 in my mind when I wrote it. Yeah. And it's basically a song about how like I, w- I didn't see the miracle or whatever that I wanted God to do mm. like in the impossible situation. But instead, 
I knew at my core that I was experiencing a miracle within, which was like Christ transforming me. Yeah. And so the song is you're making a miracle in me. So that one will be recording soon too. And then it's going to be an EP later this year, hopefully wow. releasing everything by like at the latest August. Yeah. I want to say I'll roll out the singles individually. Yeah. So I like that. I I'm really hoping, like that you're doing late that. summer. Yeah. I like that you're doing that way. And you, I'm glad, you know, uh, we haven't got to talk last time I got to talk to you. I mean, I talked to you for a few minutes the other day, but um, you had met with that vocal coach like once, and I wasn't sure if you were going to continue to do so. So that sounds like a really fruitful relationship. Yeah, she feels like an auntie to me. It's a really great dynamic. Okay. Okay. And she's taught me a lot already. I'm I'm like Rocco, so, you know, I, I have one session with her, and then I practice the things that she taught me for an hour every day for the next, you know, two weeks to a month kind of thing. So yeah. I recorded a bunch of stuff from yesterday, and so that's what I'm going to be working on now until we hit the studio and it's just been really fun. That's another example of a piece that God's put in place for all this to happen. Okay. And it's the kinds of things that I've prayed for for a really long time. And it's like just in time, God's putting all these pieces in place when I need them. Like the photographer, I was able to line up and make a artist for my photo shoot. Right. And different people I've written with and different friendships I'm making. And yeah, it's just been okay. pretty awesome. All right. Okay, I'm going to close with this last question. And this has just been great. Thank you so much for um, inspiring me. And just just to hear about your growth and Rocco, both of you guys just growing and aligned in heart and on the same page is really cool. And just the things you're saying are just things that we all need to hear. And it's, man, it's really just very encouraging. All right, so my last question, it's going to be interesting. We're not going to play dodgeball, but – You've got to give like a little bit of a very bold exclusive on this second song. Like you, I know you're not going to say the title. I know that, but you've got to give us something that you haven't given to anybody else. Like, I mean, uh, something of the inspiration of it, something, come on, Abby, what can you, what can you tell us? I'll tell you about it. Okay. The thought of this song. Yeah. I'm just, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but okay. Releasing a song about this is like i'm pretty jacked up thinking about it right now okay so um this song is i'll, I'll give you a lyric yes the when it okay when it leads into the pre-chorus or the pre-chorus right before the chorus drops it's just really thick drop yeah it says i thought i needed control but it wasn't mine to hold i'm letting go nice wow and i wrote it over facetime mid-pandemic and we weren't really getting much and i was like I got to run bathroom sick. And so while I was washing my hands, I heard, I thought I needed control, but it wasn't mm. mine to hold. I'm letting go. And then I heard the chorus in my head and I had the entire song. <laughs> what? You had the entire song. Yeah. It just like came together. That's why I write a lot of things. I'll just get this idea and it's like, okay, that's the song. And of course you do edits and stuff, but wow. yeah, so that's, it's a song about, it, it tells a story and it's kind of one of those like less is more lyrically songs because it's more of a pop song. Yeah. There's not a lot of words to it, but it's a song about like my life. I had this picturesque idea in college of like, I'm going to, you know, we'll do the whole NHL thing and, and music and it's all going to happen right away. And then it didn't for like years. And so it's like, I saw this perfect life in my mind and then everything was shaken. Yeah. You know, I also have this line in there that's like praying, God, no, no, no. Whoa. Yeah. And so. Oh, man. Just, yeah. But it, it takes you on this journey of realizing that, like, 
letting go will set you free and realizing mm. that life isn't about getting everything that you want. Yeah. And that's okay. So it's, it's really just a song about letting go, but it's not let it go from Frozen. <laughs> so, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Oh, I think gosh. it's going to have a really great universal appeal. So I think that Faith Funk is for sure a relatable song, and I know that because people have been reaching out to me and telling me that, which yeah. I think is, like, really encouraging because that's what it's about, right? Like, it's about creating art that means something to me, but ultimately I want it to translate into someone else's life and meet them in their situation, and that's, like, a really important goal of mine. Yeah. It's just that my music has that kind of impact on people. I don't need my music to be about me. Right. It is, ironically, of course, when I write, but it's it's got to be more than that to really be something that's for other people. Yeah. But this new song, unnamed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Steve's editing a part out where I just said the song title. The but marksman is yes. This this new song is is going to be even more relatable. I'm thinking, wow. and I hope it sets people free and mm. just inspires them. And I think what the best part is is that it redeems all those hard years. Yeah. Because what would I be writing about if I didn't? Right. And. It's funny, I've had a hard time promoting Facebook because people ask me what the song is about. And I'm like, oh boy, how do I describe this in a minute? Because it's it's a long journey and, you know, my family, long-winded women, when we tell stories. (laughs) So yeah, this new one, one I think I'm going to have to practice explaining it in a nice, quick way because otherwise it could be a novel, you know? This is why I learned this and this is what the song's about. The song's only, you know, three minutes, but my uh, story could be 30 if you right, want it. Right, <laughs> right. I love it. Wow. Well, um, man, this is just so great, Abby. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot, just thinking about both of these songs. I'm going to ask you if you would just uh, pray oh, on the air, on the podcast, for anybody who might be going through um, a situation, whether it's the one related to Faith Funk or related to the song, the unnamed song that's coming out, just of of uh, letting go, um, just kind of where you're led to pray. Are you up for just praying? Because I know that what you said has spoken to people's hearts, and I would just love for you to pray for somebody that's listening. Are you up for that? Sure. Teal's taking us to church. (laughs) (laughs) Abby Grimaldi is taking us to church. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lead us in prayer. Yeah. Let's go for it. Um, Dear God, I thank you so much for all the beautiful people that are listening to this podcast, all the friends and family of mine friends and family of Teals and anyone else that's a part of this world and also just people in general listening to the song. I pray that you would use the words that I've sung and all the beats and everything to just really make a meaningful impact on people. And I pray that you would meet them where they're at in their place of need and that whether they're dealing with depression or they're dealing with fear for the future or hopelessness or whatever it may be, anyone that finds themselves in a faith funk, I pray that this song would inspire them to know that they're not alone in that, that they would feel a sense of community when they listen to it. But it would also really just encourage them to try and get out of that faith funk mm. by remembering that what they're in a faith funk about may not actually be the most important thing. Mm. And then with the other one, I pray that anyone that is feeling like they're holding so tightly. And I, I remember writing the song and feeling inspired by people who were having a really hard time with 2020 being an unpredictable year for them. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time thinking to myself, not in a prideful way, but just something along the effect of, you know, I'm not having a hard time with this because my entire life, the past four years, has conditioned me to be used to, you know, twiddling my thumbs at home with nothing to do and feeling unpredictable. And But at, at the same time, I do know how hard that was for me. And I, I just pray that you would continue to meet people where they're at 
people are still dealing with the repercussions of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you would just inspire them and that this song, the both songs, would just inspire them to really press into what it's like to know you and to live for you and to call you Lord mm. and to surrender the things that they hold so dear in a way that would allow you to really move through them the most meaningfully and also set them free and give them a greater sense of joy. Amen. Amen. That was awesome. That was awesome. Abby Sorry, Grimaldi. I should have told you that about the second song. That was really what it was inspired by was everyone on my Facebook feed, it seemed like was freaking out over COVID, which I mean, yeah. makes sense. It was, it was hard for a lot of people, right. but there were a lot of people just kind of complaining about how it was changing up their routines. And in my head, I was like, I've been preparing for this for four years. <laughs> <laughs> so it like, wasn't hard for me at all, but I was inspired because I saw all these people wanting to have control of their life. And thankfully I have not been a person that was really like that in the day to day stuff. But when it came to like my dreams and what I saw for my future, I was very like, I held on very tightly to that. Yeah. But what I learned was that it's not even up to me. So why am I holding on so tightly to something that's like not even mine? Yeah. To hold. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man, that's good. Well, I needed to hear this today. So thank you so much. And I know other people um, need to hear this. And you've blessed me and you've blessed others. So, man, we just love you, Abby Grimaldi, and uh, are so excited just for what God continues to do, but also just that little mindset shift of what God is teaching you and what God is showing you and what you're learning and that you're hungry to continue to grow and learn. So um, stay on the line real quick while I sign off of the podcast. And I just want to remind our listeners, Abby Grimaldi, um, be sure to get that song. I know um, we got our, I got mine on iTunes. Samantha got hers and we've got it on Spotify and I've got it on YouTube. I don't know if it's from you or somebody else put it up on YouTube, but it's up there. And uh, man, I'm just, I'm excited about what God is doing and with your gifts and talents. And of course I'm excited for you and Rocco and just how you guys um, in your relationship, just how much you would grow together during these hard times that just sets you up, like you said, for life. So um, I love that perspective. So maybe just somebody who's listening to the podcast today, you're going through a really hard time. And I mean, it's hard just to hear encouragement just because you feel like there's just no way out and you can't see God at work. I just, I just have to promise you God is at work. That's, that is a promise that he has, that when we talk about God working all things out for our good, it doesn't mean that you always get the job you want, the car that you want, um, the health answer that you want, the relational thing that you're hoping for. It doesn't mean that. It means that God is working it out for your good and that you're growing more and more like Christ. That is what he wants. He wants us to look more and more like Christ in our actions, in our words, in our heart, and in our thoughts. And that is, man, that's tough. It would be much easier if it was just about, oh, God always works it out, and A, B, C, D is just always better. The next thing is always better the way I want it. But God is God, and we are not. And God is in charge. And he He is working, though, behind the scenes that you don't see to help your heart to let go and to give more control and more trust. That's really what he wants in this relationship is for you to grow in that kind of faith, that deep sort of faith when you're in a funk, when you're having a bad day and you still just, you know what? My feeling says this, but fact and faith say this. 
that God is with me, that God will never abandon me, that I'm his, I'm his child. He'll never leave me, never forsake me. It's that that thing that when we stand on the promise of God of that, that he does love us, even if circumstances seem to suggest, like if Satan were to get in your ear and say, oh, really? I mean, if you were really loved by God, wouldn't things be going better? And God's word says, I'm with you no matter what. So um, I want to close, though, just by reminding you that ultimately, as Abby is going through this, as I'm going through whatever I'm going through, is what you're going through, we still just look at it as, man, this hope is real. Your God is real. He will not leave you alone. He is walking with you. He has put his Holy Spirit inside of you. That is hope. That's what Paul wrote about, and that's why we're called Very Bold Ministries because that scripture that Paul wrote is how we sign off each and every time. And it's from 2 Corinthians 3.12. I'll remind you before uh, the marksman hits the target and closes us out for video that you can email me, steve at verybold.com, steve at verybold.com. I would love to pray for you if you were inspired by something that you just want to have to share, need to share um, about Abby. Share that with me. I'll, I'll make sure she knows. Uh, so email me, steve at verybold.com. Here's how we sign off, Second Corinthians three twelve. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.